At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The government needs to get out of the way. Debates between Trump and Biden alone are not designed for the American people. They're designed to keep the Democrats and Republicans in power. They are fake debates. If the right person was debating, that have a major impact on the election because that was not a very inspiring group of people. Let Joe Jorgensen into the debate. She's running on the libertarian ticket. She's got a completely different worldview than either of the men who are running. We need a proliferation of voices. We need to break the duopoly. So uh, let her speak. If Joe Jorgensen wasn't on the ballot, I wouldn't vote for Donald Trump or Joe Biden. The two-party duopoly also controls presidential stage and they keep changing the rules every time a candidate gets close. I've had a few people ask me, are you going to be able to keep Trump in line up there? My answer is I'm a teacher. I know how to handle problem children. We'll do just fine. Thank you very much. If Ivanka were my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. The minute he closed that door, I was banged up against the wall. Grab him by the When you're a star, they let you do it. Nobody respects women more than I do. Give me a break. Focus on this major one straight, Jack. He pointed his finger at me and he said, you're nothing to me. Why is it real for Dr. Ford, but not for Tara Reid? You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. These voters say choosing between two parties just isn't enough. Dr. Jorgensen. Dr. Joe Jorgensen. Joe Jorgensen. Joe Jorgensen. Dr. Joe Jorgensen. Dr. Joe Jorgensen. Dr. Joe Jorgensen. Joe Jorgensen. Joe Jorgensen. Joe Joe Jorgensen. Dr. Joe Jorgensen. Dr. Joe Jorgensen. Dr. Joe Jorgensen. Dr. Joe Jorgensen wants to give voters back control. This is your life. You can make your own decisions better than somebody out in Washington. Trump, you don't have to worry about Biden. You're going to have to worry about Joe. Jorgensen. There are 40 million Americans who agree with us, and if we all vote for what we wanted, then we would get what we wanted. Once you see me on the stage, if you don't like what I have to say, then don't vote for me. But let's get me on the stage. I'm Joe Jorgensen, and I approve this message. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Another episode of Kill the Mockingbird special, uh, our debate version. Got my homeboy on the line. What's good? What's up, man? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. They try to, they try to sneak a Trump, they try to sneak a Trump ad on us, man. <laughs> oh, did they? Well, you know what they're trying to do? Came out news today, came out about the uh, new pistol braces. The ATF's going after those now. Oh, really? Oh yeah, they are. It was just a matter of time. Uh, it's the fucking ATF. Well, I got you here because you know, uh, you know, we're a little. Uh, I'm a little late and everything, but like we all soaked in that first debate, and and now uh, you know Trump with the whole COVID thing. Uh, I thought we should, uh, like you said, spotlight uh, Joe a little bit more and kind of let people hear for themselves what she has to say. Yeah, man. There was a. I don't know if you want to post the link to this video. Uh, to the video for Jorgensen after this, but uh, she did about an hour and 20 minute basically rebuttal 
to the debates and everything they talked about in the debates, they kind of touched on it there. If you spent the hour and a half of your life and wasted that watching that shit show of a debate, you have no excuse to not check out this, uh, this video from, from Joe. He had no reason for it. Exactly. Or at least, at least even if you don't see that video, you should just to go put Joe Jurgensen on YouTube Google, whatever search oh, yeah. engine, whatever you have, and just check her out. Well, how much is it? Yeah, you, you're you're scrolling through uh, social media all day, looking at nonsense. Check it out. It might yeah. be something that actually you like. <laughs> yeah, you might learn something. You might learn something about how the government does things. Yeah, um, and how little control you have over it. Um, you know, it's just and uh, what's funny is during the debates and after the debates, uh, her website crashed. Really? There was so much traffic running through it, the server straight up crashed. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. Because people <laughs> are desperate for a, a, a third option. Hope, bro. Um, it's gave it gave us libertarians hope, and we're now now we're more more vocal than ever. Um, but it's a uh, it's a it's a great thing. I mean, it's not a great thing that it's come to this, but it's great that people are finally opening their eyes and seeing yeah. that there is another option. And, just letting her up on stage to respond to these two clowns that we have up there. Um, you know, everybody I talk to on the left or the right, they, they hate their candidate. Yeah. They, they do. They, they're just like, well, we can't vote for Jorgensen. Like, why can't you vote for Jorgensen? Because she won't win. win. Yep. Well, I here's hate the thing, that. though. There's 50%, 57% of people, according to a CNN poll, said that they wouldn't vote for either Biden or Trump. Fifty-seven percent of eligible voters wouldn't vote for Biden. Last election, a hundred. Okay, it was like ninety-seven million people didn't vote at all, and like yeah. three million voted either Green Party, Libertarian, or yeah. like Independent or some other party. Right? That's a hundred million people. Yeah, that it's is a, more than half of the voting number. age. Yeah, and it's there's so many people that just have it in their head that if they don't vote for one of the two parties that they're that the world's going to end. Um, there's been a big smear campaign on the libertarian party for the last, I don't know, maybe 20 years, um, because they've been gaining traction. Um, you know, people are sending out memes now that say stuff like, uh, I saw one, it was like, uh, it was Homer Simpson when yeah. he was trying to impress Marge and he, he like tied a bunch of ship, tied a bunch of his fat on his back. Um, and it was like, it was a Jorgensen meme against Jorgensen. So it was like, it was, uh, I think it said something like, you know, what she's, what her platforms are free that are, uh, free market and, and a war on drugs and, and, you know, government regulation. And on the back, it had basically a bunch of, uh, racist and systematic bullshit and more big government. That is the exact opposite of libertarians. Um, I've been called a racist and a bigot because I'm a libertarian, um, which doesn't make any sense because it's the exact opposite of that. Well, yeah. We want you to have individual freedom. We want you to be free. We want you to make your own decisions. You know, you want to you want to cut your dick off and go for it. Knock yourself out. I don't care. The government shouldn't pay for it. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. I think you know? I think it's because like well, there's misconceptions of what people understand about it, like. Like it's about making it's about having your own choice. It it's very ironic how people think like the hypocrisy on both sides. Like, uh, for instance, yeah. on the right, 
they're when they go, oh, we're pro, you know, Second Amendment, Second Amendment. But then when somebody that has an encounter with the police and they have a gun, they automatically go, oh, the police were right. Well, were they? Because they do have a sec. We do have a Second Amendment, so we have to look into it differently. Right. You know what I mean? They attacked the person that was uh, that either got killed by the cops or whatever, right? And they without knowing, yeah. and then the left does that too. But they do. They just do it with different subjects. Yeah, it's it, the it, left does it with abortion. Like they go, yeah. my body, my choice. But then other things are like, well, you you can't choose that. But then, but then like right. with other things, they go, no, no, we could choose this. No, they they're just so hypocritical. Yeah, both sides are um, a better example of Republicans and being two A pro two A is they've passed more gun control in the last ten years than any Democratic true party ever. Like it was, it, I mean, uh, not ever. Bill Clinton was really the biggest. Uh, gun control with the NFA, but uh, as far as <coughs> control in the last ten years, that's been all Trump. Ob- Obama didn't pass any gun control, nothing. Uh, Trump went after bump stocks and got that banned with no grandfather clause, uh, which is bullshit in itself because now the government's making you give up something that you paid money for without reimbursing you for the money. Um, so that's a problem in itself. Uh, and now he's going after, you know, him and the administration, they're going after pistol braces. Um, they're claiming because there's they're stabilizers and they're not braces that you can have it against your shoulder and that makes it a rifle. Um, so that's technically an SBR is what they're trying to say. It's I, an interesting article. I think I think they. Uh... That I'm with you. I believe that people should be able to do what they want, but people use this fear, and they they're so um, yeah. uh, comforted comfort comforted by government. They feel like that's their protection. They're like that's what they've always had protection. But I'm like, it's not. But you don't really have that protection. Like you can still something can still happen to any of us. Like the government can't is not gonna be watching me 24 seven. Well, they are, but I mean, like they're not gonna protect me 24 seven. They're not going to make sure, yeah, like, hey, someone's breaking into your house. Don't worry. We prevented that from happening. Right. Yeah, prevented that, my ass. Um, the problem with government is they end up hurting people. <laughs> like, they end up they end up doing exactly the opposite of what they're supposed to do because of the level of power they have. Um, they, I mean, politicians are the first people to get paid off. Oh, um, yeah. They're the first people to get benefits, you know, even in a small town situation like a mayor, um, you know. If you look at L.A., uh, L.A. City is one of the most corrupt political officials on earth. Um, I don't see anybody who's worse than than L.A. Um, the city of L.A., the Dyfus, the city of L.A. with their child protective services. Yeah. Um, there was that documentary on Netflix a while ago with uh, the kid who was. Oh, uh, yeah. What's up? I didn't see the documentary, but I had heard about the case already. Fernandez, I think uh, Fernandez, I think his name was. Uh, but that's not a uncommon thing for Dyfus in LA County. Yeah. I mean, a couple months ago, uh, uh, the one of the sheriff deputies got caught fondling a dead woman on uh, body cam. Oh wow. Yeah, just with his body cam on and running. Like you kidding me? Like uh. how are you gonna do that? Uh, why would you? Which even tells do me that? how many times is he? Yeah, but like, if you're gonna do that, why would you keep the body cam on to get yourself caught? Like, you're a disgusting pervert, sure, but like, 
you know, you, you, you incriminated yourself, Yeah. but he's only on administrative leave. There's the unions for you. You know, I mean, necrophilia is a crime, isn't it? To face uh, degrading a body. Isn't that a felony? I would think I thought it was. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, it's something. It's definitely something. You can't just go around and mess with dead bodies. Um, you know, that's not cool. Uh, but he's only on administrative leave. He probably won't get charged with anything. But I uh, I prepared a few clips though, so I'm gonna um, yeah. I wanted to line these up for you. So like I want to enter like since we're gonna talk about Joe uh, Joe Jurgensen and uh, give her our our way of trying to give her a fair shake of what uh, she has to say. So I'm gonna let her say first what uh, the Libertarian Party is to her. Absolutely. We got to talk to the U.S. presidential candidate. Uh, for viewers who are not familiar with the Libertarian Party, Joe, can you explain what it is and what your vision for the country would be if you were elected president? I would say that the Libertarian Party is on your side and not the side of bureaucrats, special interests, and lobbyists. That we want to make government much smaller and return decisions, uh, decision-making back to the people where it belongs. There's no reason why we need to send our money to Washington and have them make the decisions for us. Yeah, you feel that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's definitely a huge part of the platform. Um, and what she means by all that is take education, for example. Education, since it became federalized, we've dropped in global status uh, as far as our kids being intelligent. Uh, standardized testing did that to us, and standardized testing came from the federal government. Um, federal education gave us common core math. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make any sense. And now all the kids are being homeschooled or being, you know, in school from home and they're learning regular math and everybody's all pissed off. Um, federalized education doesn't work. It's never worked. Uh, it's just a really easy way to spread propaganda and teach kids when they're young to obey and comply. And whatever history the victor wrote is what they're going to teach. Uh, you know, it's, it's just something... It's, it's literally that simple. Um, when you have localized education, each kid learns what their, their education is geared more toward what they're supposed to learn, what, what ge geographically, what's around them to learn. Um, like a kid in, uh, you know, let's say Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, should probably learn a little bit about geology, right? In science class. Yeah. Meanwhile, in, uh, out in New York, uh, that science, that same science class might be marine biology because you're on the Hudson. You're well, also, the I think they have to give more you know options. Like, you know, you know how they used to have a lot of shop uh, and stuff like yeah, that. They got rid of all that. But like they need to have because, more where you're teaching welding because like people need to know there's mm -hmm. other options out there. I believe mm -hmm. that a lot of the civil unrest has to do with. Um, so I know people that went to college for specific things, right? Like to be a doctor, to be a nurse, or my brother to be an HVAC tech, uh, people like that, right? Specific things. And they went there, and it worked out great because they knew what they wanted to do. But then I knew a lot of other people that just went to college. And right. they just were, took this class and that class and whatever, and they got a degree. Now, after they got the degree, they get like kind of like pissed off because they're like, well, I should get a really good paying job because I have a degree. And you're like, well, yeah, but you, you don't know anything. You don't have it. Like, what are you contributing right. 
Like you didn't. So it's not only that. It's it's look at all these other people with degrees. Everybody's got a degree. No, but but then they have the degrees, right? Yeah. And and since it's yeah. not in a specific field, it's just a generalized. And usually, what they can right. get like an HR position. Usually, maybe sales. You can go always go sales because sales will take anybody. Yeah. And there's uh, certain things that you can just do. But what I'm saying is, I it gives them these like. Uh, uh, these jobs that are just like underwhelming and they're just like, mm -hmm. they feel like, like, and I'm like, because they didn't get to see all the options. Cause everybody told them they had to go to talk to go to college. Yeah. I was one of those people. I went to college and I dropped out of college and I ended up going to gunsmith school. Um, you know, right out of high school, I wanted to go to diesel mechanic school, but college was needed. College needed to be done. Yeah. Um, so I went to college and I didn't accomplish anything in college. Um, I worked through most of it and, um, you know, I just kind of bailed, uh, and went to trade school. And, uh, honestly, my certifications make me more money than a degree would for most people. Um, unless you get that extra step, like my sister, she's got a PhD. Um, she does very well. She's in the education system. Um, so she loves when we talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, needless to say, she probably won't be watching. Safi, I love you if you are watching. Um, <laughs> But yeah, she, she actually likes Common Core. Um, she likes the uniformity of it, uh, which I can understand the uniformity of it, everybody knowing the same thing. But math really hasn't changed a lot in the last you know, 10,000 years or so. Um, you know, we changed math. Actually, the, the Oxford grad who came to the US changed uh, math for us in the US. Um, so, you know, doing things in uniform is pretty much just math. That's just how it is. Yeah. One plus one equals two. Two plus two equals four. That's going to be the same every single time. Um, you know, so it's why we needed Common Core is beyond me. But I don't really know really about Common Core because, like, I didn't like learn about any. You don't of have kids. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have like kids that age. Nah. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. It's just super difficult. There's so many extra steps. Um, the, it doesn't really add up. It takes like the, the idea of division remainders, um, but adds it to like general everything. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've seen it a I'm little bit. Yeah. I've seen it a little bit and I've, I've looked into up. it, but I just like, I was like, uh, it yeah. was confusing cause I've never like sat down, uh, but it does look very confusing. Yeah. Like I could hand file down something down to 10,000th of an inch and I can read blueprints, no problem, but I cannot do comic on that. It makes no sense. It, um, yeah, just, that's what happens when you federalize. That's what happens when you federalize something. Um, it, it grows to be out of control and it stops making logical sense because there's no incentive for federal government to actually do well. There's no federal incentive. There's no incentive for federal government to actually accomplish anything. Um, there's no oversight and they get money anyways. Yeah. So no matter what happens, they have an unlimited trough of money that they steal. Um, and we're the ones who pay for it. Like Joe said, we're the ones who pay for it. Year in, year out, we're the ones who pay for it. And we shouldn't be able to decide like what we're going to pay for right. and the exact things we want. We shouldn't just pay for something like, that's like what I always used to argue with uh, about cable, right? You, you Now they've kind of made it a little bit better, but you get cable and you're like, well, I didn't want all these channels. I want these certain right. channels only. Like, why do I have to pay yeah. for all these channels? I watch the same five channels. Yeah. I watch the same five channels, but there's no package with those five channels. Exactly. That's health insurance. Exactly. That's health insurance, and that's the government. <laughs> and what a great segue, because that's, that's what I was about to line up next, is uh, 
I got Ooh. a I got a little healthcare uh clip with Joe. Let's right. uh, line this up. This is what she has to say. A little minute clip. Let's see. Yeah. The problem is that it isn't actual insurance. In any other industry, insurance only pays for unexpected costs, and because of that, costs generally remain low. Meanwhile, our broken healthcare system has insurance cover everything, and it leads to higher prices for everyone. Just think how expensive car insurance would be if it paid for gas, oil changes, or car washes. You would have no reason to shop around for those services, and all the mechanics and gas stations would increase cost without you even knowing. The car insurance companies wouldn't care because they'd be getting paid big dollars either way. This is exactly what has happened in our healthcare system. There is absolutely no incentive to look for better prices and to compete. As a result, healthcare providers have no reason to compete. Insurance companies can charge higher prices without any accountability, and all of us have to foot the bill. Yeah, that was pretty, because uh, I, I know we were talking about that, like to get her a good clip. A lot of people are curious to what she thinks on healthcare and yeah. what she would want to do. Can you debunk right. well, any of the of myths? People, uh, 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 that, debunk all the myths. My any myths that people think? What, what are some of the biggest uh, yeah, myths that you've heard people, that people think? The biggest thing that I've heard as far as healthcare goes with people is their biggest concern is uh, the, they're, they're afraid of the free market is really what it boils yeah. down to. Um, they think that they need the government to step in and do this. Um, meanwhile, throughout the world, it's pretty obvious that all of these one-player healthcare systems fail miserably. Um, there's very few countries that have been able to do it successfully, if any. I haven't seen it personally, uh, but you know, I, I do a lot of different research on a lot of different things, yeah. so I might be wrong. But uh, as far as the one-player healthcare, it's it's exactly like Jor Jorgensen said. Um, you know, when you have no incentive to keep costs low because you're getting paid whatever you want um, and you're approved to do this kind of thing um, because it's it's difficult to get FDA approval for things. Um, you have to have a couple, I think a couple, at least a couple million dollars lying around and that's a way low ball number Yeah. Um, to get anything through, whether it's a drug or a new technique or a new anything, um, a new product, it has to go through the FDA. Um, and it's, it's a super expensive thing, and it's very time-consuming. Um, and they have no incentive to hurry it up because either you do it and uh, you, know, you pay us millions and millions of dollars, and we might let you through if you pay us more millions and millions of dollars. Uh, or you don't do it, and you sell your idea to a big pharma company or a big conglomerate, and they do. So yep. either way... You know what I mean? But they only do it if it helps people just enough to keep them coming back. Yeah. Um, there's no, like, they, the FDA doesn't approve of cures. They don't do that. They're not okay with cures because then everybody loses money. Um, everybody, you know, everybody that has a stake in, you know, in the field. And the field of healthcare right now is pretty much government and insurance companies. And yeah. they do whatever they want. Um, 
you know, bringing everything to a smaller level. Like, so she wants to, to do things like Singapore. Uh, Singapore has a really promising system. It's working out really well so far. Uh, basically what the Singapore system is, is a multiplayer healthcare system. So there's doctors, there's every, everybody's kind of on their own. Um, you know, the government has a option where you could pay for catastrophic care. Uh, catastrophic care is just something that happens. You know, you have a heart attack. All right. You go into catastrophic care, um, car accident, that kind of thing, unexpected medical bills, uh, but preventative care. Uh, people think that preventative care won't be covered anymore. And it's not that it won't be covered. You'll just have an option on what you do with the money because the money's going to go to you. The money's going to go into it like a savings account style that accumulates interest and you can allocate it where you see fit, where your medical needs are most benefit. Now, if they um, had like that, can you, can you take that money out though and use it for whatever you, you want? You can take that money out for... Not, not really whatever you want, but you could use it for medical stuff. Okay. Uh, or you can use it for somebody else's medical stuff. Um, one of the highest uses of the savings account in Singapore, I think that was in 2017, was actually for their parents. People were paying for their parents' medical stuff. Um, and then if there's another level to that, so if you haven't, if you don't have enough money or you don't have any money in your savings account there's a charity savings account where you can put your savings account money or whatever money you want into that for people for charity care oh i got you i got you right now so now what's the benefit though of is, i i get the benefit uh, of the charity care but what's the benefit over having the um medical savings over your own regular savings uh, well, the medical savings is uh, that's part of your health insurance. That's part of it. So that's what. Well, like your employer will play that. Your yeah, your employer, or if the government wants to put in a an option for them to offer it, uh, then they would be putting into that. You know, it, you'd put it into it like a savings account. Okay. Um, you're it's more like a maybe more like a retirement. Um, but it's the same concept, but you can opt out. And that's the same concept with social security that Joe wants to do. Um, you have, you have the option to opt out, like we'll pay you out for what you paid into it and you can do whatever you want with your retirement money. Yeah. Um, it's that, that's the, that's the concept. So it all, again, it all boils down to individual accountability and personal liberties. You have a choice of what doctor you can go to with the savings account. You can go anywhere you want. You can go spend it on holistic medicine. You could spend it on, you know, chiropractic. You could spend it on acupuncture. You could spend it on dental. You know, like what a thought. You don't need dental insurance. You have a savings yeah. account where you can pay for dental insurance. Um, you know, and if something catastrophic happens and you get into a car accident, you break all your teeth, that catastrophic care will cover the dentist to fix your teeth. You see what I'm saying? So it's just, it takes away the whole prepaying of health insurance. It's like, paying you know, when you need like, it. Like Joe said, right. You, yeah, but you, and the money gets allocated for you. That's the big thing. The money is allocated for you. And you decide what you do with it for preventative care. 
Now because say a lot of people are concerned with the preventative care. Now, but what if you opt out, right? Say you're like, I don't want to do that uh, insurance thing. Okay. Uh, I don't have insurance, and then something happens. Okay. I get hurt. What happens? Do I just get a big uh, you bill? You could either go charity care. You could either go charity care. Um, I'm sure there's. I'm sure that's one of the reasons why it's there. Um, but that was. See, here's the thing with individual accountability. You can make stupid choices like not have health insurance. Yeah. If you want to, you can do that. But if you get into a car accident, then you have to suffer those consequences that yeah. you, you decided not to be a part of. But how do you? Because but, but most of the time, the reason why people do, choose not like I don't have health insurance, I usually don't. I opt out because it's it's not affordable for me. Like as far as like I'm like man, that's gonna take a lot out of my check where I need that money. Like I got to use that right, money. Here's the thing. Yeah, I, I definitely get where you're coming from. Right now, with health insurance costs the way they are, because they do preventative care, yeah, is super high. But you knock off all of that, you and you strip it down to just just catastrophic care. Then it's more like car. It's more like a car insurance bill, or even less than a car insurance bill. You know what I mean? More like renter's insurance. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. My renter's insurance is like it was like a hundred bucks for the year. Like that kind of thing. So it would yeah. probably be somewhere, depending on your health conditions, obviously, if you're more likely to a heart attack, then yeah. And that's only that's only right because you're more likely to use that. That's why insurance companies have risk managers. Um, well, and plus just... You to see what the likelihood that you're going to be using this particular service. The healthcare system in general is just a racket, man. It's just a huge racket. Yeah. It's just like it's everything costs so much. Involvement. Yeah, it's because the government has pumped so much money into it. That if you don't have health insurance, you will go broke. That's what they did. So now hospitals can charge whatever they want. So glue, glue for a cut. Um, the the medical glue that they that they uh, use is basically a souped up form of gorilla glue. Okay. There's really not much different to it. Um, gorilla glue, even getting medical glue, you could buy a tube of it for. I mean, like three bucks, four bucks. I don't know. It's they're it's ridiculously cheap, but for that, for somebody to come in and glue your hand shut, you have to wait four hours in the ER room, in the ER waiting room, and then they take you back. Somebody glues your hand shut and hands you a bill for twelve hundred dollars for for glue, for cleaning and glue. I mean, that's. How does that happen? But at the same time, with with the free market one, right? Uh, sorry to cut you off, but uh, with the free market uh, healthcare system as well, like couldn't I like opt out and also like someone can have like uh, like a makeshift doctor in their basement and I could go in there and I could just and right. Yeah, or, I mean, if you if you want to, that's your. I mean, like obviously, like if I felt like. like like, because there is some people like, like say they were a, a, a doctor, there is doctors that don't want to have a, you know what I mean? That maybe they can't afford right. the, uh, or people that study stuff. Like, obviously like it's at your own risk, but I'm saying you could take that risk, right? Like now, if you did that, you would like, they, I mean, yeah, there would be regulations. They have to have risk. license. Oh yeah. Like, well, even, all right. So say, say, let's put this in a more, a different, uh, a different scenario. You want to go to a, uh, uh, herbalist. Yes. You know what I mean? You that, that's more like what I would say. There you go. That's a, an herbal medic, uh, an herbal doctor, you know, like a, 
like a shaman or something. Yeah. Right? Um, insurance isn't going to cover that. Insurance is True. not going to cover you going to a shaman. And that's really the problem. You, you don't, nobody's telling you, you can't go to a shaman, just insurance isn't going to pay for it. But with the savings account, you can go see that shaman and you can use money from that savings. Account. Okay. Cause you get to choose your own that's health. That's the concept. Yeah. Okay. Right? See, yeah, that. the best person to make that decision of your health is yourself. You and a trusted medical medical professional or spiritual professional. Um, there's a lot of links between spirituality and health, but there's not a lot of government grants for it because it doesn't follow the big pharma rule. Well, most definitely, because um, that's why I'm like uh, really big on psilocybin, especially microdosing yeah. and all the studies on that of the benefits of yeah. uh, with uh, anxiety and depression and uh What's it called? Uh, reversing uh, people's PTSD, like like literally, literally great like studies with that and uh, uh, DMT as well. You know, yeah. There's a lot of really good studies out there with this uh, with a technique called EMDR therapy, um, and that's that helps out a lot with PTSD. Um, I personally know a few vets um, that have gone through that, and like they, from what they've told me, it was a 100% turnaround. Like a total 360. Um, they, in four or five sessions, they were like, they, yes, they do their upkeep, their maintenance uh, by going to therapy, but it's, it's not something that uh, they expected. And can you explain that though? What is that again? Like, uh, what is, uh... so EMDR, I don't know exactly the process. Um, it basically goes into, so PTSD. The problem with it, when you go there in your mind, you can't differentiate between being there and thinking about it. Yeah. EMDR therapy bridges that gap so you can see it as a memory, not what is currently happening. But is that with use with like any drugs or that's just like with? Um, that's just a, that's just a, a newer therapy technique. It's okay. just, you know, therapy. Um, but you know that those are things that aren't getting funded. Things yeah. that are proven to work, those are things that aren't getting the funding. The funding's going to the 25th generation of Prozac. Yeah. Or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, which Prozac really hasn't changed at all since it became Prozac, but we have hundreds, I don't even know how many antidepressants on the market. And these antidepressants aren't being used as antidepressants. Yeah. They're being used as other stuff and they're being done with off label. Uh, well, plus, if you're misdiagnosed, because like, uh, I think uh, mental illnesses have evolved over the years because I think a lot more yeah. people have more effectiveness of it because of the way society has changed, and it's changed right. for well, a lot of people. Evolved. Yeah, we and we've evolved kind of quickly through like if you look, oh yeah, think about someone living in the sixty, born in the sixties, and to today, everything's a little bit different. And even for me, eighties, people in the nineties, even like everything has a. Yeah, I was. I'm a '90s baby. Okay, yeah, um, see, it, 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 I was the last generation to have uh, dial-up internet. High school. Nice. Um, my senior, my junior, senior year of high school, uh, we still had dial-up at my house. I was on AOL. That goddamn noise. Yeah. Um, what year was I mean? that? We just grew up different. Uh, I graduated high school in '08. '08. Okay, so like we didn't get Wi-Fi in my house, in my mom's house, until. Uh, like 2012. Yeah, well, it wasn't really like. Um, it wasn't a thing. Yeah, even with like phones had, too. 
2009, you switched to the uh, DSL. Yeah. I remember DSL. Yeah, yeah, Everyone's like, man, that's that good shit, man. You got that. Yeah, that's that fast shit. No, it's like, uh. I remember, like, even with my DSL homie. Now, if I had DSL <laughs> now, I'd pull my fucking beard out, bro. Yeah, you'd hate um, it, man. You know, yeah, I'd go nuts. Uh, it would take an hour to download a book. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that, to me, is unacceptable. Um, but we're living in the age of information, and uh, people want to be independent. And it's, it's sad. It's really sad. Well, as we because were, all you really have to do is look up history and you yeah. can see how the government has done what they've done for the last like 200 years. Yeah. Um, even George Washington did shit like this. Um, you know, the Whiskey Wars. Essentially, the Whiskey Wars were George Washington making his brewery or his st- distillery the only one that can produce uh, whiskey. Something along those lines. I don't know exactly the story. Yeah. Um, but the people, the whiskey distillers just got up and were like, fuck you. Yeah. Um, that was the first instance of government overreach and the people smothered it right away. Uh, we've let this go on for, uh, since Woodrow Wilson, we, we've let yeah. this go on for like a, a couple hundred years, like at least 150 years. Um, it's, it's horrible. It's like a hundred, yeah, 110 years. Um, you know, it's it's horrible. We've let this happen as a society, letting the two party system do what they do, not questioning anything, not holding any of them accountable and not paying attention. Uh, when the economy's good, nobody pays attention. Uh, when the economy's bad, everybody's like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. But it's because you don't pay attention. Well, since you were speaking about the like kind of like prohibition error ish, like, well, not exactly. That's a good segue into another little Joe clip. Let's see what Joe has to say about uh, drugs. You know what I mean? Ooh, jo- I love this one. I the biggest problem we have right now is not the drugs. It's the drug prohibition. And I would ask somebody, when's the last time you heard of, let's say, a liquor store owner in the halls of the high school pushing gin? When's the last time you heard of somebody breaking into houses because they couldn't pay for their vodka habit? Or when's the last time you heard of two liquor store owners having a shootout because somebody got the best corner? All of these are prohibition problems, not the drug problems. Now, do drugs and alcohol cause problems? Of course they do. However, they'd be much more manageable if it were legal. And if we look at uh, if we look at alcohol prohibition, alcohol use went up a little, but addiction and social problems did not go up. So again, what's the difference between, and let me mention my drug of choice is bourbon. I've never used drugs and don't plan to. Uh, what's the difference between me drinking bourbon in my home and somebody else smoking marijuana in their own home? So if there is no victim, there is no crime. Yeah, there's no victim, there is no crime. That's uh, true. The government sees themselves as a victim, but they're not. Um, so the only person that, uh, the only party that gets affected by this, you know, by this illegal activity is uh, the government. They, they're the only ones. They lose out and, on and big business because, money. like, just think about the whole uh, marijuana industry. Hemp, hemp should have. We could have hemp plastics, but the plastic industry doesn't like that. Like, there's, you know, hemp can make rope. Like, hemp is biodegradable. I would rather have that hemp as our plastics. Almost anything. Um, you can yeah. make building materials out of hemp too. Um, the fibers are just so unique. Um, but yeah, that would cut into big oil. 
um, because you need that oil to produce plastics. Um, so the uh, fossil fuel industry has a cap on that. Um, you know, and hemp has been illegal, like not even like, I think they just like legalize it for certain uses, um, but it was illegal for a long time. Yeah. Um, and some states it's still illegal. Uh, CBD is, I think, finally a hundred percent legal throughout I the believe country. so finally, I believe CBD, that is um, which is ridiculous when you think about and it and how long it took and then like it took so long that it's still yeah. kind of expensive like but and you know what big pharma took a huge hit huge hit because people have been using CBD to feel yep. better um, you know I know a lot of law enforcement guys in, back in uh, back in my home state that they they've been using CBD for years and they love it and it works so well Another thing they've been using for a long time is called Kratom. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No. But uh, Kratom is actually something that's very helpful for uh, coming off of withdrawals from opiates and from alcohol. Uh, and the DEA wants to schedule it. The, e- the DEA wants to make it a schedule narcotic because for some guy who had opiates and Kratom in his system, he claimed that Kratom was the cause of death, uh, which is not true. Because I personally, uh, it helped with my nerve pain yeah. uh, after my last spinal surgery. Um, like when I say debilitating nerve pain, I mean like debilitating nerve pain. Yeah. Um, I, I bent a steering wheel uh, by pushing against it. That's, and it, it came and went, came and went. Um, but I started taking Kratom and it went and it, it stopped. Um, you know, the Kratom really helped. And that that's something that no pharmaceutical drug has ever been able to give me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I use it, I still use it to this day when it's, when my legs are really bad, if I'm having really bad nerve pain, um, you know, I'll, I'll make a shake, usually drink it with like orange juice or something, milk, orange juice, something like that. Um, and it <laughs> works great. Uh, I know a lot of people that take it for anxiety. Um, but that's something that the DEA wants to add to the drug war and <coughs> there's no reason. And I think people would misunderstand the, the drug war. Like the thing that they understand, misunderstand about it is they think like, oh, well, that's bad. And then like we want people not to do that. But the thing is, you're not deterring people from doing it. People are still doing it. The thing is, you're creating a black market. You're you're creating an element of crime. Like in the prohibition era, there wasn't we know what started uh, uh, the criminal organization is prohibition, because if there's something that people want, somebody will sell it. You know what I mean? Someone's going to sell it. Stop car racing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Fucking, they were building cars faster than the cops, so they had to get away because uh, they were doing prohibition. Um, they were running shine, you know, shine and whiskey and all that. Exactly. And a lot of people died because of ethanol poisoning and other random things during prohibition because it there was no um, there was no industry standard. Yeah. It's not about the regulation; it's about the industry standard. You know, people know what products are good and what aren't. And especially now we live in. Well, you're such for, a well, you're forced. You're forced to these products because, like, since it's ha- all underground, you can't. No one's right. out in the open asking for it. Yeah. So you're just getting whatever, or whoever you see. Like, hey, man, you can't get some. All right, yeah, let me try it. So you're, you're, you're right. There's yeah, no. You're the, forced into basement meth. Exactly. You know what I mean? You're forced into the bathtub vodkas. Um, but so if you, um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. But so with the with the criminalization of everything, it you like you said, it creates a black market, but it also uh, for the people that you're claiming to help, um, you're you're not 
actually helping them get better either. No. That's another thing. That's the other side of it is that they're sure you can lock them up and they won't have drugs when they're locked, won't have drugs when they're locked up. That's not true. Even though it's super easy to smuggle shit. There's more drugs in Um, prisons than there is in the streets. anywhere else. Uh, I know tons of people that (laughs) went into jail as potheads and came out heroin heads. Yes. Um, I mean, too. You know what I mean? And it's, and you're getting this garbage stuff that you don't know where it came from. Yep. Um, you're giving all these people who commit heinous crimes all this power and money because you want to help people, but they tricked everybody. So the reason why they got all this drug war stuff passed is because Vietnam, after Vietnam, or during Vietnam, the CIA was bringing in heroin from the military airports. Um, And that's a super well-known thing. Like, that's not a secret. Same thing um, with the. Uh, you know, they created. They created the 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 epidemic, the heroin epidemic. Well, same thing they with the the crack, crack epidemic. Epi- yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, they created these things so that people would stand up and say, "We need gun- We need drug laws." Um, that that's, that's that that and to fund a lot of uh, coups. You know what I mean? Because uh, what they're always trying to do is find ways to to fund their operations to do oh, like yeah. the, the overthrow this guy because they believe it's all a game of uh, of risk. You know. Oh. Yeah, trying the CIA to... is the biggest, the biggest, most notorious drug dealer on planet. Oh, for sure. The CIA is like by far, like nobody comes close. Yeah, I would to agree. The power of the CIA. Oh, for uh, sure. They topple, topple continents. Oh yeah. They just don't care. They do whatever makes them money. But you know what? Um, They're good at it because I'll tell you what. Like you oh, could tell anybody good you. At it is because you could tell anybody you want about it, and then they're gonna be like, "Whatever, you conspiracy theorist." And I'm like, "All right, man, I yeah. could show you the website." You know, there's documents. Yeah, there's documents on CIA.gov of what they've done. But um, you know, Operation Gateway. Speaking of the CIA, Operation Gateway is a really good one. It's literally proof that astral projection is uh, accomplishable according to the CIA. Um, astral projection is real according to the CIA. Go ahead, take a look at uh, that that document, Operation Gateway. That's Gateway, okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. It's literally it's literally a how to step on uh, reaching the astral plane. It's really interesting, um, really cool article. I I think and and like I said too, I think that people don't understand that like if you cre- if you create something that you have to fight, then you have to like always have that opposition. You know what I mean? Like if you're looking yeah. for something, and you're you gonna have find to be it. Better Yes. Well, you have to be better armed than them. So well, they're they're that's where your excuse for uh the the AP the AC, uh, the APCs the the grenade launch, you know what I mean? All this stuff yeah. that they have all this militarized equipment um you know what I mean is because they need to outgun the cartels. Yeah. Well, you know what well, I mean? what people what people don't understand is that there's a really easy way to get rid of the cartels. Yeah. It's really easy. Open it up to the free market, so that they have to they they can com- they have to compete with legitimate places. Yeah, there will be legitimate farmers who are growing poppy again. You know what I mean, and allowing it to get to that stage. I agree. It's going to be clean. I agree on a lot you know because I, mean? so I was having a discussion. I was having a discussion with one of my friends, and like, and he's a uh, he's libertarian, but like, I forgot like how he broke it down. But um, 
he uh he we were talking about like you know policing and stuff like you know i've never had a really great relationship police i'm not a big fan of the police but like i'm trying to understand everything that's going on and you know like what we should do and i i was telling him what we should do like you know with training and this and that and he and he was basically like well capitalism will fix that and i'm like well, what are you talking about you know and like right. how, how how could that fix it and uh he was like, here, look, check this out. He showed me some, uh, I think it was, what's his name? Is it Tim Woods? I don't know. I'm probably not saying the wrong podcast. Maybe it's Tom Woods. I don't know. But he had the podcast. Uh, he sent me that podcast, and he told me a few mm-hmm. things. And he showed me, it was a podcast with this guy, Dale Brown. And Dale Brown has a private police force in Detroit that he's had it here since, like, 1994. And he breaks down how he pretty much is trying to prevent crime and instead of like he says when he first started he you know he's an ex-marine he's an ex-fighter he came heavy-handed like i have to have the biggest guns the most weapons and and ready to go right he said that would it didn't really work it did not work so what he had to do it caused way more problems so what he did was he 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 chose to uh be strategic so he put up cameras so first he was doing uh protecting these businesses but Nobody was going to the businesses because there was this big complex, this apartment complex, and nobody really, everybody was scared to leave their building because there was these people that were selling drugs in the front. These They kind of ran yeah. the, the show. So he was like, you know what, I'm just going to go do for a pro bono. I'm going to I'm gonna try to clear these guys out. I'm going to try to, like, get some security in. So he started security in there. He put some secu- uh, secure cameras up. And then he tells uh, a couple of the drug dealer guys, he's like, hey, check it out, man. You know, the cops came to me, and... uh they, they, they asked about the cameras. He's like, they don't know that these cameras don't work. They're broken, right? But now I've yeah. gained their trust. They go, oh, thanks. Right. Good looking out. You're, so now they're like, all right, we're going to be careful because the cops are going to pull the cameras sometimes. Right. Then he tricks them again. Yeah. He puts a big letter on the window. It looks all notarized, everything. And it's, it's saying like, hey, be aware. There's some people that uh, some fake security guards that are dressing up like drug dealers. Like it basically threw the image off again, right? And then the last thing that he did to deter some crime, the examples that he gives is like a big one. He filmed it and everything. He goes onto this big corner. That's a big drug corner where everybody slangs at. And he pulls up and he goes, hey, man, everybody get the fuck out of this corner. Right. And they're like, man, and a big guy stands up and fucking this other guy stands up and they're like, fuck that. And then he like he gets a like a something like a what's it called? Like a baton and. Hits him at the uh, at the uh, his ankles, and he hears like a like a you hear like a shattering. Basically, they throw the guys in the van. They throw the guys in the van. They drive off, and everybody's like, "Whoa!" And then like the, two weeks later, that shit's cleared out. No one's been there, right? But uh, the guys that he works for, all the around the stores, are like, "Dude, you can't do that. You can't throw people in vans and disappear them. Like, the, where are these guys at? We're gonna fire you. We're gonna actually try to maybe have to file charges against you. Like, figure out what's going on." Yeah. And he's like, it's "I didn't kidnapping. do." And he goes, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't kidnap anybody. And he's like, yeah, you did this and that. And he goes, oh, those two guys, they worked for me. Yeah, he's all, they yeah. worked for me. It's staged. Yeah, it was all staged. And, and, and I was just perfect about how we talked about, like, uh, not just, manip- not always manipulation, but that is a big tool that instead of using yeah. force. Right. Well, there's also another approach. So um, the, there's another approach. The... the most efficient approach uh, is actually just uh, being like, so when you go to, when law enforcement goes to a situation, they're armed. Uh, if they hear something on the radio, they'll actually sometimes have their guns drawn already 
or they'll grab their rifles first. That is an accelerant to aggression. There's no de-escalating after you draw your weapon. Yeah, for sure. There's, there's, you're, you're committed if you're at a high ready or you have your weapon drawn. You're committed. There's something that's going to happen. Um, so one thing that there's a, another option is to just go in, stay holstered. Obviously, I, I, I'm against law enforcement not having weapons uh, because they're at a high-risk job. Um, like, I don't really, but think about this though, but think about this, take it out of the government's hand. Right. So like, for instance, they'll charge, they'll charge a a store guy. Hey, I'll charge you 10 bucks. Uh, I know what did they say? It's like a $10, like for me to show up to your place and it's a dollar. It's like a dollar every minute or something like that. Right. Whatever they, 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 no, that's what they, he breaks it down. There's a few videos that, um, could, and it was cool because, like, what he's trying to do is you can create a service. You can still create a service and make money off of it, and you can still help because they, they try to help the communities because when they after they got all yeah. that uh, area cleaned up, all those people started going to the stores and making more money for those businesses because right. now people are not afraid. Well, it, won't, it wouldn't really come to that if you get rid of the war on drugs, and I'll tell you why. Because law enforcement won't have anything to uh, patrol for. They're not looking for drug you know most of the crime in america is drug related true so they're not looking for drug dealers they won't be looking for uh, and you you knock out organized crime with all this too you legalize gambling period across the board just get let it happen uh nobody gets hurt with gambling i mean yeah you get addictions and all that people abuse it sure but it's not it, it's a victim it's a victimless crime the government doesn't get their piece yeah is basically what that is um you know, prostitution, same thing. Uh, if you like, in in a lot of countries, prostitution is legal, and the the workers are clean. Uh, they get tested every so often. Um, but know, a lot of people have a problem there. with that because it you know? uh, uh, because of sex trafficking and like uh, how right. But vulnerable... those, those countries have less sex trafficking because if somebody's going to, if somebody go like I, all right, so prostitution is legal. I go to a brothel. Mm-hmm. I see a girl that's like 17, eight, like no, could not be older than 17. Yeah. I'm going to report that. But what if I nobody can. does? Because I'm, well, but the, the biggest reason why people don't report things is because they're afraid of being prosecuted for it. Yeah. So like right now, if I were to get, go to, you know, call an escort and a 17 year old girl shows up, I'm going to say no, but I can't report that to anybody. Yeah, yeah. Because then I'll, they'll, they'll come after me for soliciting a prostitute. You see what I'm saying? So you're going to be punished for doing the right thing. In a few, in a lot of states, they took away the, uh, they took away uh, ability to be prosecuted for drugs when you're calling an ambulance for somebody else. Yeah. So like your buddy overdosed, you call an ambulance, you're not going to jail because you called that ambulance. Yeah. And stayed with your friend. Um, you know, and people's lives got saved because of that, them lifting that because people weren't afraid to call, um, a long time ago before they put in all the, the anonymous, uh, baby drops, there were babies being found in dumpsters and stuff like that. Like it was, it was horrible, but because people are afraid of being prosecuted against the law, we're afraid of the government. And that's why we don't do things the right way. That's why we don't come forward. Look at the way that this country treats whistleblowers. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, Snowden. 
you know, and Joe, Joe wants to pardon all the whistleblowers for sure. Uh, that's been a platform for her. Yeah, even Julian Assange, man. Julian Assange is like really not yeah. even doing that well. His mental health is really bad. He's been yeah. locked away. And yeah, and it's horrible. Why? Because and he didn't even he didn't even write that stuff. He just published it. Yep. He didn't obtain those. Like he didn't go in and hack. He didn't ha- yep. and obtain those. They were sent to him, but the person who sent them is not charged with anything. Mm-mm. Um, he's the only publisher to ever be charged with whistleblowing like this. Um, well, since, you know, uh, you don't do that. To, what, to, what was it? The Vietnam journalists. papers. What's that guy's name from the Vietnam papers? Was it, that was the, the first one. I can't remember his name, but he's another one. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's horrible. So if we change, if we change it so that they can't be prosecuted, then why wouldn't they come yep. forward? At that point, if you don't come forward, you're complicit. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because- so you go into a brothel when everything's legal you know you're not going to get prosecuted for anything. You see that, and you don't report it. I would consider you. I, I don't think the law will, but I would consider you complicit in that. Oh, for because sure. You had every opportunity to say something. Um, you had the opportunity to do the right thing, um, and you chose not to. You actively chose not to. Uh, before reporting it, I would ask the girl her age, and I'd ask to see her ID if that was the situation. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you, you, you go through the proper steps to finding out the truth. Uh, and if there's wrongdoing, then you can report it. Sure. I absolutely would. I, I think, um, there's no question about that. I think it would be hard. I think that's the hard part for people to that. Uh, cause I talk to a lot of people. That's one concern a lot of people have. And I think right. it's a, uh, a valid concern. I think it is something that I would like, I see your side. I, I understand that like obviously taking away right. a, a market and trying to, uh, bring it up to light and not keep it in the bait. Like, you know what I mean? Cause when you do keep things in yeah. a black market, it does tend to right. give a, a criminal element and it gives it uh, a yeah. more power. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's something you can, now it's valuable because you can't get it anywhere else. Yeah. Well, do you know what creates human trafficking? Immigration what? laws. Immigration laws create human trafficking. If you don't have immigration laws, then there's no, uh, there's none of this needing thousands of dollars for a visa. So a family can come together, uh, with relative ease back, like when they came in with Ellis Island, um, you know what I mean? That they came in as families because they could, Yeah. uh, and you, and you have a more of an open border type policy. Uh, if somebody wants to come here, they can, there's no, there's no reason to get here illegally because you can't. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like you yeah. can't get here illegally. So when you get here, all your paperwork's going to be checked. Yeah. Period. Any border you go into, um, you know, we're going to look at your paperwork. Cool. You're not wanted anywhere in the world. Solid. Good. Come on in. Um, and you know, call it a day. Yeah. Uh, you have to sign up for citizenship. Um, you know, you have to sign up for it. Obviously, you have to take the test and all that. Uh, but that's pretty much all it was. It was just a, a quick test. If you wanted to change your name to a more American name, you could. Um, a lot of people did. Yeah, a lot that's of people. fine. You know, uh, but at that point in American history, the immigration being open like that, everybody who came here wanted to come here, and they assimilated to the culture. They they added to the culture. They didn't only yeah. assimilate; they added to American culture. Um, you know, and that's that's why. America is what it is, is because of the immigration. 
But even uh, even if, yeah, like my, you said, even if though, like if they, um, there would still be more of a debate because it's not like you know what I mean. Just because that we're saying all this too, like you vote for right, Joe, it's, it's not like really no, I know, but and it's not like we would be like oh, like you would still have an open discussion about these things. I think that's more Absolutely. what I believe, uh, and what makes me go for Joe is because I'm like, well, I like the idea of us talking about this. I don't know the, what's right or wrong, but like if we all talk about it and I can get these ideas together, I've heard some great ideas about it, and I think people we need to, to know more. Yeah, exactly. You we know? need to meet in the middle. It's called compromise. And we need to bring that word line, back, man. Yeah, somewhere down the line, the, uh, the political spectrum uh, lost that word. And when we were talking about whistleblowers, it was uh, Daniel Ellsberg, uh, and it's the Pentagon Papers, yeah. mm-hmm. not the Vietnam Papers. Right. Um, and then I got yeah, a, yeah, I, mean, I got another locked in a uh, loaded clip of Joe. I think this one is about like the civil unrest to kind of like what's going on right now. And yeah, let her talk about that real quick and we'll break it down. What's cool. your take um, on the, the current unrest that we see um, across some cities inside the United States? Well, as with many problems, the federal government is the one who created it through being where they shouldn't be. In fact, a lot of people ask me uh, why I'm a libertarian or why I'm running for office, and I tell them it's because government is too big, too nosy, too intrusive, and they often hurt the people they're trying to help. So here's another example. Uh, what we have is we have um, uh, the, the government, the federal government, militarizing local police departments by giving them tanks, anti-military equipment, uh, money, training. And if you think about it, how many of these police departments, if they had a referendum, if if they asked the uh, people, okay, do you want your taxes raised so that we can buy military equipment, (laughs) so we can buy a tank? How many people would say, yes, I want my local police department to own a tank? Most people would probably say, no, I'd rather have the money go to a local high school or, you know, building a new grade school, whatever. And I think that's a pretty true statement. Oh, yeah. I would be okay under one condition. Um, I'm allowed to play with the toys. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like instead of and that's one thing that I personally have been thinking of a lot is trying to figure out a way for the government to, you know, kind of accumulate, like recoup some of the cost. Yeah. Um, and I would, theme parks, bro. Oh. I would go to that theme park. I would have yearly memberships to that goddamn theme park. Put all that military gear into like one of the national parks, one of the national parks out in the desert. That you know what I mean? True. Like put all that gear out there, man. Every Like outside of Vegas? Are you kidding? Yeah. That would be the greatest amusement park on earth. Well, yeah. Also, uh, well, Russia you got well, you got all the deserts in Cali too, and like uh, Southern California. Yeah. Well, Cali, Glamis, good luck and getting that pass in Cali. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Las Vegas, the Strip has a lot of uh, Class Seven shops where a uh, Class Three license uh, dealers where you can shoot automatics. Oh, okay. Uh, out there, uh, so it's a big thing when you go out to Vegas. Apparently, uh, is that you shoot automatic rifles. Um, but if the government were to just do that outside Vegas. Like take like okay, so remove one of the desert bases and just charge admission for people to come in and blow shit up. True. Like 
Like, yeah. Because then it would be your job to uh, make sure people are safe. Because if someone dies and blows up there, first of all, you can get sued. And and, and, uh, there could be still negligence because you have to, you know what I mean? Like, uh, any private shooting range is going to have a range safety. Yeah. And then, and then, so so you're going to be, you're going to be uh, incentivized to make it safe. Because you want people to keep coming back yeah. and you want it to be something. It's an so, park. Exactly. Yeah. It's like the best version of Six Flags that ever existed. Yeah. I I, I think <laughs> you know? that um uh, I think that she land with explosives. I cool. think for a long time that, that people always stop talking like uh talking about that. Like when they've been talking about defund the police, I was saying for a long time, I'm like all my libertarian friends and uh, especially like people like me that have been like uh, part of the Ron Paul revolution. That was me. Like I loved yeah. Ron Paul. That was like who schooled me on a lot of stuff. Hey, he's still alive. Yes, sir, he's man. Alive, I was very worried about alive. that, man. I mean, shouts out to Ron Paul, yeah, man. A like I'm a, a, a huge fan stubborn. of him, man. And his son is pretty great too. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's work- the Brian Taylor, the, the he's, he's been working on me. I'm just saying, no, he's been working on me. I'm just saying like, uh, He's just not like his dad is someone else. Not his dad. Yeah. He's not his dad. And and, and I don't he's, hold he's that against him. Yeah, I don't hold yeah. it against there, him. There can only be one. Yeah, but man, one. that like what he says when he was saying like all that. That's when I learned about decriminalize. I'm like, yeah, like everything yeah. he said. I was like, you decriminalize all that stuff, then law enforcement becomes a reactionary force, like like firefighters. And since UGs. and since we're well, talking about Ron Paul. Since yeah. we're talking about Ron Paul, I think this would be the perfect segment to uh, drop this in from her because this is really Ron Paul taught me about the Fed. I didn't know about like him and um, uh, what's his name, G. Edwards Griffin. Those two taught me so much about the the Federal Reserve. Uh, mm. Let's hear this clip of her. Yeah. Uh, what would your plans be for the Federal Reserve? Uh, first audit, then abolish. We can't just get rid of it right away, but we need to end it. And a lot of people think that, oh, it's so good that we had the government to help us get out of the Great Depression. They don't realize that it was the Fed that got us in there. And they don't realize that there were already free market solutions being used by the banks in which they would help cover each other. So once again, government comes in and takes a small problem and just makes it bigger. Most definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. No question about that at all. Um, it's going to be real tough. That's going to be the, that might be the most difficult thing she has to do if she does by some miracle win. Um, you know, that, because that Federal Reserve is everything. That's, that's the economy. Well, that's, that's my uh, argument against Trump. And like, the, so all my buddies that are always telling me, like, Oh man, like you know, go for Trump. Trump's this, and they'll, they'll they'll send me links of something he did where they know that I'll be like, dang, that was pretty good. Or they say this that he did that, right? But I keep telling him, I go, okay, why has he that he the, who he put on the the Fed now is what is that that uh, was it that Blackwater guy, right? Um, that yeah. hedge fund guy. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah, I can't but, think uh, of his name, but I'm like, yeah. See, here's the problem with Trump is he's elite. So he has friends that are elite. So he can't he can't hurt his friends. Yes. And he hurts himself by hurting his friends. Exactly. That's the difference between them and Joe. Jorgensen has none of those friends. Jorgensen's uh net worth is under five million. Yeah. 
She's not a blip on their fucking radar, man. So she's she's got no problem telling Big Pharma to eat a dick. Yep. You know what I mean? She's got no buddies that are going to be like, oh, well, you know, you need to stop this. Um, that's not the thing with Joe. Uh, she's going to be like, oh, well, eat a dick. We're stopping this. Yeah. Um, you know, welcome to the new world. And with... Uh, so and- and because people also fear, they go, well, what's the point of, uh, you know, voting Joe Jurgensen? She's a libertarian and, um, you know, she won't have the Senate or the House. And I think that they forget that since the Patriot Act, the president has a lot more power now. Oh, yeah. Well, the the over the last like 40, 50, maybe even 60 years, the duopoly has been doing everything it can to increase the power of the executive branch. Oh, for sure. Um, and they, they've done a great job of that, but here's the problem. If Joe wins, she can use that. Exactly. There's certain things she can do that she can use that. Uh, but there's a lot that she can't, um, you know, th- there's a lot that is going to take some time. Um, you know, but I have total faith if she were to get, if she gets in, I have total faith that she's going to make as good on a lot of her promises as she can. Um, because again, it is, there is compromise. So as far as the ATF goes, like abolishing the ATF, that's not going to happen. Unfortunately, as much as I want it to happen, it's, it's not, Yeah. but we could get back to pre NFA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it was, um, you know, you just, or we could do just, you know, compromise meet in the middle with background checks, but no, like no craziness. Like no, no FFLs, um, you know, the FFL system is ridiculous. I think um, that also something you know. that people should consider about like why to vote for Joe is because if you vote Biden or you vote Trump, it's going, both sides are very, uh, either side is not going to put the country at ease. If right. you put a third party, whether it would be Joe or anybody, yeah. Uh, well, that the would left promises to riot when if the tr- if the right wins, yeah, and, but, and the riot if the left wins, yeah. But what if Joe wins? You know, what if Gold wins and some like out of nowhere the middle wins? Yes, they can't riot because neither of them won, so they have no excuse. And this but is no, guess what? Uh, you're gonna have freedom whether yeah. you like it or not. <laughs> well, this is to all Welcome like to my non voters, man, like everybody that's a non voter. Uh, so like if you don't want to vote, register, I get register, it. Register. If you don't feel like voting and you fucking you say fuck it, you don't give a shit. I get it. I understand what you mean. I've been there. I know the yeah, system seems right. shitty, but just think it's about right it. To... Just think about it. If you feel like it, man, just look into some. You know what I mean? It doesn't take that much. Just hop on. Just see what Joe Jurgensen has. What you got to lose, right? Yeah, and then there's it'll cost nothing to anybody. <laughs> To get her on the debate stage, exactly, and just to once hear. she gets on the once, whether you're left or right, getting her on the debate stage doesn't affect your presidency at all. Nope. Doesn't affect your candidate at all until she gets to the stage. Yeah, and like she said, uh, I don't know if uh, we played the clip here or I saw it somewhere else. Uh, she says, you know, once I get up on stage and I start talking, if you don't like what I have to say, then don't vote for me. Yeah. Like it's really that simple. Like you, you think turd sandwich or shithead is better than Joe when you're listening to her speak. Granted, you're brainwashed and you need to read a history book. Yeah. But that's your right. You know, you, there's 
there should be more than two options on a ballot. Well, I believe there should be uh, at least four to six uh, predominant yeah. parties in the country because there's yeah. so many different ideologies. If you can obtain at ballot access, you have enough support to obtain ballot access in a state. You should be on the ballot in that state. Like you, you know what I mean? Like you, you should have a fair shot. So like you're a presidential candidate and you have half the country that you're, you're, uh, you, you have ballot access in half the country. There's a, there's actually a third party debate. It's like a B team of debates. Um, and if you're under that, you know, threshold, whatever we declare this threshold, uh, you go to that debate stage. Um, anything above that you go to the main debate stage yeah so that would leave the three four three or four uh best supported candidates on the debate stage that way you have an actual debate amongst people yes you have different ideas you have different philosophies you have different solutions um but until they let her in it's gonna well you can better represent what the actual american people want with yeah. because you'll have more opinions up there and they won't be strangled down by a party. Like you can't be strangled yeah. down to like your allegiance to a party. That's right. ridiculous. Like vote you're blue no matter who and vote red or you're dead is yeah. the dumbest situation. That's some cult shit. That's cult Sad. shit. Literally cult. Yeah, they're they're cult. That's what that's why I've been so. That's why a lot of people don't vote anymore because it's become so cult like. Everybody's like, you know, they they feel like, oh look look, if you if you really those people that are just like, well, I'm voting for Biden because I really hate Trump, or I'm voting Trump because I really hate Biden. Why, if you say you really want change, don't you just vote for? Then why don't you take a shot on on another candidate? And they go, well, the you know, lesser of two evils. It's still it, evil. It's destroyed this country. It's still evil. Yeah. And it's destroyed this country. This is <laughs> constant. Oh, well, although now this election's too important to vote third party. This yeah. election's too important to vote third party. <laughs> Change doesn't happen when you're ready. <laughs> Change happens when it's needed to happen. Yeah. And I'm not just talking, and I'm talking about Joe because, you know, like that's who like uh, resonates with me. But there's other people out there too. There's what that yeah. uh, Howie, Howie Hawkins. Uh, Howie's Howie's a, a solid candidate. Yeah, he's dope. I don't personally see a lot of things. Uh, I, I agree with him on some things. Uh, yeah. There's other things that I, I don't. Uh, he's more bigger government regulation. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of his deal. The Green Party, they, they want government regulation for environment. And I think that's it. Uh, which I, don't, I just don't agree with. But I don't, I, I don't know much about him. I'd love to see him on the debate stage. That's what I mean. Just as a, Then I can know you know more because I, mean? I don't know as much. Joe... Joe, Howie, and the two senile old men. Yep. Let's see this dance. You know, yep. let's see what let's see what's what. And, and and I just think that that like also like we need to have like we need to get back. That's why we need more people. Like uh, we need libertarians and people in the Green Party, uh, in Congress and in the House of Representatives. Yep. Well, you that's know? the best thing about Jorgensen getting enough of the popular vote. We'll have the Libertarian Party and third third party access will be much more prevalent. Yes, um, and they'll actually get funding and be organized. That way, they can become an actual party. Like they can become uh, organized. You know, that's the biggest thing. You need money to organize, and uh, without money, you, you really can't. It's very difficult to do because you're basically working with volunteers. Oh yeah, jobs. Um, so, but with ballot access, 
and with enough percentage of the popular vote, Jorgensen actually will open up funding for other parties. Um, so you'll start seeing a lot more Congress, a lot more Senate, even at the local level. Um, you know, the, the most important elections to vote in, the most, the most influence you have is at the local level. Oh, vote yeah. Vote for your most school definitely. boards. Vote for your township councils. Vote for your county freeholders. Those are the ones that charge you the taxes that they charge. Yep. Those are the ones that are most directly in contact with you. And those are the ones that actually that, – that's the only place the power should be. If there's, if there's any kind of power in government, it should be at the local level. Yes. Because local issues should be, should be taken care of locally, period. Uh, it's just the way it is. Uh, nobody knows better than you. Yeah. About you. And who knows nobody more knows better, better your about neighbor. your neighbor yep. than your town. You know, that's, that's the whole point. Yeah. Um, so it's, that's a huge thing. Uh, and, you know, hopefully we can get there. That'd be super. Um, but it's about voting on the small elections. Because that's where, that's where your change is going to happen. Yeah. Most, you know, the midterm elections between, for sure. uh, you know, between Congress and Senate, those, you know, those, those elections in between, that's what you have to vote for. And and we have this shift right now that like uh, has been going on in our country, with all the, you know, with everything going on, where people the ideologies have just grown in, in these echo chambers to where like people yeah. believe that everything needs to be uh, burned down and and rebuilt on on both sides. They think both sides think that yeah. each party needs to destroy their other party because it's it's uh, too vile. Like it's, it's gone. Evil. Yeah, it's yeah. gone overboard. There. They're, How dare they? Yes. It's like, well, you're the same way. Yeah, <laughs> um, like that's yeah, what I mean. Like two, two wings of the same bird, man. That's yeah. Uh, they preach fear and rhetoric, and uh, it works because it's easy to scare people. It's easy, easy. to scare a mob. Um, individuals are smart. Uh, I think uh, I, I Joe Jorgensen took this quote from someone uh, I can't remember who, but uh, basically it was, if I can sit down and talk with every American at their kitchen table, there's no doubt that the libertarians would win their election. Any yeah. election. If we could physically sit down in your kitchen with you, yeah. um, there, there would be no question because it's an individual concept. Um, you know, it doesn't work well with people who claim that, you know, socialism is good because everybody needs to help each other. We don't trust people to do it. You don't trust people to do it on their own. Well, who do you have in charge of people? People. Yeah. Like, there's no, I mean, maybe they're lizard people, whatever. We'll get to that another day. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, they're people. They're, they're human beings just like us. And left unchecked, they do horrible things. Well, guess what? They've been unchecked for 200 years. Yep. Um, so it's, and it's, it's, I'm glad that people are seeing it now. But it is sad that it took this long. It's you know, troubling. Twenty divided by five is four hundred four, the computer error code. Oh wow, four hundred four. I did not know that. that yeah, that was a funny little thing that I figured out the other day. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it makes a lot of sense. The uh, ah, the year. You know, the simulation's glitching out. Yeah, it's glitching out hard. And. 
the thing is, like, and I get it. Like, w- w- what it is is that it's not just in group. What happens is, is it's easier to manipulate people when they're in an emotional state. And when you have put them in already a console, like, that's why I keep telling people. I'm like, you, you come... You bottled it all up. You know, you had everybody on the lockdowns, people losing their jobs, some people losing businesses. Uh, and then, yeah. you know, uh, the regular... And everybody's federal student loans yes. get paid still. Yes. <laughs> and see, you that's know, they, another they, thing. They created the, this powder kick. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Like, they, they the, the federal government caused, the, like, all these problems. Like, that's what people don't understand. Like, as far as, like, uh, school, like you said, like college... Uh, before people used to work, you know, like a minimum wage job. You used to have apprenticeships. Yes. No. You, you used to be able to be an apprentice doing something. No, now, but... like, so with prosthetics, I, I know a lot about the yeah. prosthetic industry. If you're you, back in the day, you used to be able to be a apprentice and become a prosthetist, is what they're called. Um, about ten years ago, federal regulations changed, and you need uh, you need a college. Uh, you need, basically need to be an engineer. Um, you need a college degree to build prosthetics now. Yeah, but it's the ridiculous. and the racket starts though because in the what early sixties when they were trying to change when they changed the voting age to eighteen, part of the, on the ticket they were telling people like, hey man, aren't you tired? Uh, like we don't like you know you're going to college you don't you shouldn't have to work your summers or work, work your weekends get a loan. But as soon as, so right. then they gave these government loans, and as soon as the governments gave those loans, what happens? The colleges, the, yeah, and the and then the fucking the rate they go, oh, government's taking, they're gonna they could pay this, so then yeah. now it's twenty grand, now it's thirty grand, forty, yeah. fifty, sixty grand does a year. That, does that remind you of healthcare in America? At yeah. All? Okay. That is true. You, know, you could take, you could point that that concept can be pointed at any uh, industry with government regulation. True. Easy. You can point it at any industry that has heavy government regulation, and that's the problem. Anything the government subsidizes, they they have no incentive on being efficient anymore. Because the government's just going to give them money. I agree. Yeah. It's just just getting people to... It's just getting people to see that. Well, if the, if we could get uh, Jorgensen up on stage, I think I sent you that link to her uh, petition. Yeah. Um, maybe pop that up on the end of the video too. Uh, that way, people can sign the petition. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and we can have you know we can actually have her up on the debate stage. That would be a dream come true for me and a lot of libertarians. I know. Well, just in general, just as uh, if we want to keep uh, the system, like if we want it to be a legitimate system, we need more parties and that would be the entrance to a third party and to many more. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. I hope it happens soon. Yes, sir. Well, uh, uh I was going to say we should wrap it up real quick before we wrap it up. I was going to say, um, what say your piece on why you, any last piece of why you think any information we didn't touch on that, uh, people should know about Joe. I mean, honestly, if anybody has any questions, they're uh, they're they're working super hard on the website, uh, and the Facebook Jorgensen's uh, campaign team is working super hard trying to keep up. Um, so ask your libertarian friends, man. Um, you know, reach out to a libertarian; they'll be more than happy to to guide you, um, send you some resources for you to look at. 
Um, you know, it's all about knowing and, uh, you know, knowing what libertarians really believe and solutions that we actually have that have worked in other places, um, you know, like, like the healthcare. Um, you know, we're the, we're the only country with real sovereignty left in the world. Um, and by God, most Americans want to keep it. So, yeah. you know, take a look at the, we're not telling you to vote for this, vote for that. Just take a look, do your own research. Take a look and find out what the Libertarian Party is all about. Find out about Joe Jorgensen. Um, you know, do the research yourself. If you have any questions, reach out to a Libertarian. Yeah. They'll help you. Um, you know, we're we're not as bad as everybody's claiming that we are. Uh, we're not racist. We're not bigots. We love everybody or hate everybody equally. Yeah. Um, either way, everybody's equal in our book. You know, and that's just the way it is. That's the way we. That's the way we are. We want everybody to take care of themselves and each other without the threat of government come to kill us. You know, that's a beautiful thing right there. Yeah. We just want to live free. It's this America. Last time I checked. (laughs) Yeah. Still is right now. Yeah. For the time being, fingers crossed. Hopefully we can get more America. Yeah, well, give your uh, shout outs anywhere where people could reach you or any like uh, anything you're trying to um, get out there. Yeah, right now uh, I'm actually building some bug out bags and some eye packs for uh, you know for sale. Okay, um, you can hit me up on uh, my Instagram uh, if you can tag me on it. It's uh, C Caramanos, um, and my Facebook it's it's super easy. It's just my name, Bobby Caramanos. Uh, we'll be starting some things soon coming up. Uh, some big projects in the works. Um, you know, so keep keep in touch about that. But if you have any questions about libertarianism, this is the time to ask. This is the time. We need to know. We, You need to know about this now. If you're going to vote for whoever you're going to vote for, you should at least have all the facts. Most definitely, man. And I appreciate you coming on here again and like uh, dropping your knowledge. I appreciate you having me, man. And, I appreciate uh, you having me. We're gonna end on this. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna end on this last uh, little Jurgensen piece that I found. It's just a little piece. So, uh, as we always say, the president says he wants to wage a war on drugs, but if that's true, what we need is another D-Day, not another Vietnam. Before you got in this program, if you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not, what do you think, huh? Half of the total prison population of the world are allegedly in jail for non-violent drug-related purposes. Nicotine, alcohol, good drugs. Coincidentally, tax drugs. Now, where's my commercial? They did everything they could to keep Tulsi Gabbard off that debate stage because they didn't want to hear what she had to say. Senator Harris put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. I am not in favor of legalization. We need more prisons. Your government will continue to act aggressively. Biden has made it a death penalty offense for everything but jaywalking. America's public enemy number one is drug abuse. After all, there's a lot of money in this. We don't get tough on the drug dealers. We're wasting our time. And that toughness includes the death penalty. It's okay to drink your drug. (laughs) We meant those other drugs. Those untaxed drugs. 
I will federally decriminalize all drugs, <laughs> letting consensual adult activities become safer and destigmatized, allowing the true victims to be recognized so they can be given the help they need. This is your life. You can make your own decisions better than somebody out in Washington. When we end the war on drugs and free its victims from their cages, it will be because of you. Salvage lives, not throw them away. We would not see all of the people who are locked up for simple possession, for simple use. If there is no victim, there is no crime. I'm Joe Jorgensen, and I... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.